Hello and welcome to another edition of the Richard Haynes Real Estate Show. I am your host, Richard Haynes of Manhattan Pacific Realty here in the South Bay area of Los Angeles. Today's date is Thursday, July 8th, and we've got a great new episode for you. Very, very numbers-based. It's awesome to give you guys perspective and anecdotal evidence with a few numbers. This episode is going to be quarter number two data. We're at the beginning of July. That means we wrapped up the last three months of the second quarter, and I have official numbers for you on the housing market here in the South Bay, the areas we cover, Palos Verdes Peninsula, Manhattan Beach, Redondo Beach, and Hermosa Beach, and that is the order we are going to cover. First, PV, second, Manhattan Beach, third, Redondo, and fourth, Hermosa Beach. So if you own a home in Hermosa, you can skip to the end. If you have a vested interest in a property in Manhattan Beach or hunting in PV, skip to those areas for the exact numbers. Obviously, as a whole, I think if you absorb this episode, it helps you see the South Bay market with more breadth and allows you to really dig in on your area based on numbers and where the opportunities are. If the pendulum has swung to Redondo and swung away from PV, those are things that you guys can balance either in your real estate hunt or if you're considering selling. So without further ado, let's hit those Q2 numbers. The Palace Verdes Peninsula real estate market officially is on fire. Nothing new here, but officially Q2, PV blew it out of the water and probably was the strongest market out of the four we'll cover today. Part of the reason why that is happening in the Q2 2021 numbers is because PV was a slow-reacting real estate market. The coronavirus pandemic hit and really impacted March and April numbers. So March falls in Q1, April falls in Q2. The beach cities really fell in March, where PV lagged and fell kind of in April as a reaction to the stay-at-home order. So the PV marketplace has easier comps in Q2, and that pandemic shutdown, hangover, whatever you want to call it, is still driving PV real estate since it seems to be tailor-made to ride out the pandemic. And those desires from the pandemic seem to be sticking a little bit longer than a lot of people thought. So the PV Peninsula, let's kick it off with Palos Verdes Estates astonishing year-over-year medium price growth numbers. PVE up 28.5%. This second quarter compared to last year's second quarter, that is almost a $450,000 jump in prices up to about $2.44 million in PVE. Sales are also massively up 160%, so there were 60 sales this past quarter in PVE compared to 23 the year prior. Again, easier comps, so the numbers are big, but really Quite incredible numbers for Palos Verdes Estates. Moving on to rolling hills behind the gate, perhaps, and maybe not perhaps, really the strongest sub-market and city within the entire South Bay, in my opinion, is behind the gates and rolling hills, up 
almost 40% in median price Q2 year over year, up to 4.25 million from just over 3 million. You guys, that is a $1.2 million jump in median price in Rolling Hills year over year. Wild. Sales are up 171%. Sales are harder to take seriously in Rolling Hills because it's just such a small city and so few sales. But that 170 one percent jump is a massive jump for behind the gates no matter which way you slice it rolling hills estates prices up almost 21 percent medium price 1.65 compared to second quarter of last year where it was at 1.36 so quite a nice jump there almost 300 percent and sales in rolling hills estates up over 100% year over year. That's a great sign because last quarter, Rolling Hills Estate sales were down. That was more of an inventory issue. It's nice to see those sales popping in Rolling Hills Estates. Part of that is there is a decent amount of condos in the city of Rolling Hills Estates and those have come roaring back. And what's interesting is too, is those are on the lower price spectrum, but prices are still up significantly even with those condo sales. So that's great news and obviously continuing momentum on the hill. And finally, to wrap up, the city of Rancho Palos Verdes, the most affordable city on the PV Hill, up almost 30%. So outperforming PVE, outperforming Rolling Hills Estates, up to $1.7 million dollars. That is almost a $400,000 jump from the year prior and sales up a very solid 74%, 172 sales this quarter compared to Q2 of last year at 99 sales. So simply incredible numbers coming off the Palos Verdes Peninsula. Again, the easiest comps you can have when you compare it to the beach cities, which had easier comps last quarter. Great second quarter for PV, markets on fire. The true test will be the second half of the year. Let's move on. Manhattan Beach, the luxury beach city of the South Bay, had a very, very solid second quarter. Prices were up just under 15% medium prices to a price of $2.92 million. That's a great thing. The interesting thing that's maybe a slight worry, I don't think it's a worry, but medium price last quarter, Q1 was at $3.1 million, which was a record high, and now it's slipped to about $2.9 million. That's really not that concerning to me, but it's interesting to see prices decelerating, so to speak. But part of that reasoning, I think, is, is sales are up. 122% in Manhattan Beach. And part of that reasoning is is condos and townhomes are coming back, which bring down the median price in Manhattan Beach. But to see sales go to 160 sales the second quarter and second quarter of last year saw only 72 sales, the market's darn healthy with a 122% 
sales jump. And like I said, it's condos and townhomes probably bringing down that number. Nothing really to worry about in Manhattan Beach. And really a sign of strength, even though it's bringing down prices, is Manhattan Village. Manhattan Village over the past year has been one of the worst performing submarkets in all the South Bay because it's mainly condos and townhomes with not a lot of space and shared parking, et cetera. The antithesis of really what you want in the pandemic. Those prices now officially at the end of June have now rebounded to where they were before the pandemic. So Manhattan Village has come screaming back. It's not making records, but it's regained its strength. It's healthy again and now contributing to the bottom line of Manhattan Beach. Continuing its strong move and the two strongest submarkets within Manhattan Beach continue to be East Manhattan Beach and the Hill section for obvious reasons. East Manhattan Beach, a majority of 7,500 square foot lots, the Hill section, big lots, big homes, big views. They're perfect stay at home, work from home, study from home properties. And those have continued to drive higher. To wrap up on Manhattan Beach, the most interesting sale I saw was actually two sales of properties right next door to each other that ultimately was the highest sale combined. Two strand properties that sold for $10.5 million each. One was a single family home, one was a duplex, but it was purchased by the same buyer. What's going to happen there? Probably going to be torn down and an amazing new home is going to be built there Most likely, they have some challenges with the Coastal Commission and, you know, taking it from three housing units down to one. So they're probably going to have to put in a couple ADUs. But essentially, at least in my opinion, it's a $21 million land play. Earlier in the year, there was a corner lot that was about the same size of both of those properties that sold for about $17.5 million around there. So this was about a $3 million premium for the land. It also happened to be more north in the 30th block where we've never seen a property sell that high in the 30th block or farther north. So it's a pretty bullish bet by the buyer. It's a strong move for the market and really a sale to take note of in Manhattan Beach moving forward. And the Strand, in both Hermosa and Manhattan and behind the gates and rolling hills, those luxury markets have just been on fire because interest rates are down, stock market's up. Luxury buyers are out there with cash, and uh, they want great properties that they can stay at home during the pandemic, and really their thinking has shifted to going, hey, I want more room at home as a result of what happened with the coronavirus. So that is your Manhattan Beach report. Really, really good moves, up 15%, not as strong as the Hill, but again, tougher comps than what the Hill had to deal with. Moving on to... Redondo Beach, the largest city here in the South Bay, also one of the most affordable and also a wide range of housing options from very affordable condos to very expensive strand-like homes on the Esplanade. So Redondo Beach as a whole up medium price second quarter 17.7% up to 1.295 that's a jump of $195,000 from the quarter last year and sales up a nice 101%. This is great to see for Redondo Beach because Redondo Beach really got hammered the hardest during the coronavirus pandemic. So it got hammered the hardest. It's recovering 
It's not as big of a surge as some that we've seen in the past couple of quarters with Manhattan Beach and the PV Hill, but it's nice to see strength and maybe even strength, if you can call it that, because it still has some some ways to go to really catch up with some of the counterparts within the South Bay, but it's really made a nice recovery and has some good strength here. How many times have I said that word? But that's the story in Redondo Beach. If you break out Redondo into South Redondo 90277 versus North Redondo 90278, two very different markets, South Redondo is up 16.2% on medium price year over year, where North Redondo is actually up higher 20.3%. So the more affordable zone of North Redondo is outperforming South Redondo. That said, North Redondo tends to be a townhome and condo market. So affordability is really driving Redondo Beach's prices higher. But the biggest price jumps as a whole have been in single-family homes. So if you then take those numbers out of Redondo, homes are up almost 20%, and condos and townhomes are up only about 10%. So single-family homes are still in much higher demand, almost double in terms of price increases. But I think the affordability of condos and townhomes in mass are driving that market. Sales are up in South Redondo, up 68%. North Redondo, 126%. Again, I think those numbers are skewed a bit because condos and townhomes got hammered. So North Redondo is going to see a really big rebound in those as we roll out the vaccine here. And to put a little bow on top of the second quarter report of Redondo Beach, there's a market in North Redondo, a submarket. There's four submarkets on the MLS in North Redondo. The submarket of El Nido is an area that I've always been very big on. It's bargain prices compared to other areas of North Redondo. In fact, it's probably the best pricing. And, you know, just two years ago, you were able to pick up single family homes for 800 grand, 700 grand fixers, you know, 900, a million, just really amazing single family home deals, as well as their condos offering a ton of square footage and a lot of bang for your buck. Those single family home neighborhoods that have really nice size lots have now surged higher into the one ones, one twos, one threes. And some people are now even tearing down these homes and building brand new. El Nido in its history has only seen three sales above $2 million. In Q2 of this year, there were two sales above $2.2 million. So now a total of five sales. We almost matched the amount of sales, record high sales in El Nido. That market is surging. That market has always been affordable. It still is affordable. And I'm bullish on that area because as they build new construction homes or remodel those great, you know, sub one million, one one homes. People are going to dive into those homes going, why am I paying, you know, one, four, one, five for a tall and skinny when I can get a one level home with a backyard and it's the same marketplace and the same commute. So El Nido is starting to come to life and is an amazing buy still. It's come up a lot, but I think long-term it's got legs. I'd be a buyer there if you're an owner-occupied home buyer. And if you're an investor, I think there's still a lot of money to be made there to put your chips in there. Watch that market. I'll be doing more research on El Nido in the future. That's the Q2 numbers for Redondo Beach. And to wrap up with Hermosa Beach, 
the smallest city here on our list, and also the most resilient during the pandemic. To remind you, Hermosa did not see massive price drops or massive sale drops during the stay-at-home orders. It was really, really a great real estate market that hung in there. Without question, it has the toughest comps year over year. If you study the numbers, they're still up very nicely. Hermosa, medium prices are up 11.8%. So not as strong as any of the other areas, but you know, almost 12% is incredible and right in line with the state. And the fact that it wasn't as volatile as other cities and didn't go down, that's really nice price growth out of Hermosa Beach. Sales are up 100%, 82 sales this quarter compared to 41 sales of Q2 in 2020. So just Hermosa doing its thing, trucking along, doing really, really well. And as you know, Hermosa has a huge condo and townhome market, as well as some great single family homes within East Manhattan Beach, the Valley and the Sand section, when you break out those numbers, prices in single family homes in Hermosa, we're not talking 12% like the whole city, up 60% year over year. And I do think that has to do with, hey, people were still worried in Hermosa with single family homes, but up 60% medium price in the quarter, pretty amazing. Now, there were only 23 single-family home sales last year, and now there were 41. So it's easy to beat those comps, but essentially it tacked on about $1.1 million in medium price. That's a small sample size, but man, oh man, have single-family homes been solid in Hermosa. And maybe holding back the city as a whole price, the medium price as a whole for the city at 12%, condos and townhomes are up the same price, about 12% when you break it out that way, but the sales surged 125%, a big, big surge. And again, that's due to the vaccine rollout and people going, I'm down to to buy in a big condo complex, or I'm down to buy in, in townhomes with shared walls and a smaller backyard. So townhome and condos have surged back. That's pushing the sales to Hermosa, but guess what? Prices are still up. Single-family homes have rebounded in a big way, and condos and townhomes are very healthy. And, you know, the last point in Hermosa to show you the wide range it has, much like Redondo Beach, is in Q2, the lowest price sale we saw was $630,000 for a one-bedroom condo on PCH, the west side of PCH, very walkable to Pier Avenue, an easy bike ride to the Strand, six hundred and thirty grand for a one-bedroom. At interest rates of these prices, if you're a single person buying a condo and you've got 20% down, that's pretty darn affordable with an interest-only rate. So that's pretty cool to see Hermosa offer that type of affordability west of PCH. And then the highest sale in Hermosa for the quarter was an $11.5 million spec on the Strand, which... It was being built during the coronavirus. I'm sure the developers were freaking out and had to have a stomach of steel to ride out those nerves. But ultimately, they got it done at $11.5 million, which is a great number for a spec home. They also underbuilt it, so they didn't spend as much money building a monstrosity, and it sold for a whopping 
$3,100 a square foot, which is a big, big number and a likely a huge ROI on their investment, even if their numbers were somewhat tight, because you could spend $500 to $700 a square foot, maybe pushing 1000 on the build. And if you're selling at $3,100 a square foot, you're likely doing very, very well. So those are the numbers for quarter number two, you guys. If you've read my weekly written blog, you know that Q1 and Q2 of 2021, I was like, the numbers are going to be amazing because the comps, when the coronavirus took hold and we had no idea what was going to happen to the markets, the comps are very, very easy. So these numbers are huge and they're amazing, but guess what? It's not like we're up 60% from last month. It makes it feel like that. It's really from a bottom of the barrel price during the biggest meltdown of the pandemic to ultra high prices now. If you're a buyer, don't panic. The prices aren't surging as fast as they used to. If you're a seller, don't get greedy, but you are up huge from a year or two ago. The biggest test is going to be the second half of this year because now we're rolling into when we took off in Q3 and Q4 of 2020, those comps are going to be much more difficult. Q3 and Q4 of this year are going to tell the story of if this market is going to continue to be strong or if we're going to get the brakes tapped here and and take a breath on prices and maybe allow buyers to step in and and grab some good deals and go back to maybe a more equal market. So this second half of the year, tune in for Q3 and Q4, because that's going to tell you everything you need to know about this market. I'm excited for that, but absorb those numbers and we'll see you next time.